Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning. I'm the host of the Windermere Ask a Coach, and this is our podcast where we talk to agents who are doing some spectacular things when it comes to creating better client satisfaction and making their business more professional. And today I've got Camila Kennedy with me. Camila, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Michael? I'm terrific. I'm terrific. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> so uh, I was. we were talking today. So one of the reasons why we wanted to have Camille on for our listeners out there is um, I was talking about a book called The uh, Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. And we're thinking about companies that provide really great client uh, experiences and high levels of professionalism. So for example, uh, you think about a Starbucks uh, or even you think about getting on a commercial airlines. Um, I mean, all of us feel super safe getting on a commercial airlines and flying. It wasn't always super safe until they installed what they call the post and pre or the pre-flight checklist and the post-flight checklist. Uh, you think about you stay at really great hotels and you wonder how they're able to turn those rooms so quickly every single day. And it's because they have a checklist. Uh, you think about going in for surgery and we have high success rates in surgery because now we have a checklist. And so, uh, Camille, you were talking about I had reached out and you gave me a, a, a post closing checklist, which was really great. And then you're like, well, wait a second, let's just look at all the other checklists. And so I'm really excited to have you on today because I'd love for you to kind of talk through for our listening listeners how you have created some checklists, what they are, and then let's talk about how they've benefited not just your business, but also your clients. Okay. So when I got into this business, I kind of craved checklist. I'm a checklist person. I like processes and I wanted to know what each step each phase of a transaction, you know, or each phase of a relationship with a client required. Mm -hmm. And I, I really want, I'm good at that. I like that. My, my brain operates that way, but I didn't, I hadn't done enough business to understand what the steps are or could potentially be. Right. And I started doing business quick, but I felt like I was doing this very reactively. Mm -hmm. I would get an email and I would say, what is this? And I would call my manager and I would try to figure this out. So I started to take notes and I really wanted every time to implement the checklist. So I can be, what, what I want to do is to be ahead of my clients and say, this is week one. This is what to expect of this week. And this is what to expect of our whole, you know, escrow stage. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I had those ideas in my mind. I didn't have the bandwidth or the time. I was just, you know, starting. And then about a year and a half ago, um, I start working with a licensed agent who kind of helps me part-time. And I had more of the bandwidth to come up with those. The lists were all in my head and she helped me put it down and format it. So uh, we have lists. I have a list that is buyer's onboarding. Mm -hmm. you know, 
like a buyer just getting on the contract, all the things that I want to do. And most of those, all those lists, most of those lists are internal. It's all the steps that I need to take when I first meet the buyer, when I have the call or I would sit down together, what have I sent email wise, what I have handed out to them already and what the steps that we need to do internally. Do we start a physical folder? We print, we actually physically print those lists and staple into a manila and folder as if you're doing a folder in the computer exactly. and put it on the desk. Like a punch And list. I have several, yeah. And we have a punch list for everybody in there. Did I order title? Did I not? You know, so we have one that's like, buyers getting on the contract and that's more about the educational and all that. And then I have sellers getting ready to list. And it's all like the, uh, that checklist is for a seller who has already decided they're working with me. Right. And we have a target list date. And then that list has things like who's the staging, who is not, who is, you know, there's that, but there is also order preliminary title, review preliminary title, send the review to the clients, has right. the client acknowledged that? So those little steps, some of it was to, for me, for, to keep my head above water when you have six things exactly. overlapping. A lot of stuff going on and you don't forget stuff. And when I started uh, doing this, at first the guy who works with me, she was like, but why do, do we really need that? It was like, uh, if we have one client, you don't. If you have 12 in different stages, you do. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's easy to forget. It's different escrow companies, different you know processes. So we started doing that for everybody. And spring of 2022, which last year, I only survived because of the processes. Yep. We had like a bringing out a listing and I had an offer review date for six weeks straight every single. And it was not something I had done before and uh, was very busy, it was very busy. So I have buyers getting on the contract, Sellers getting ready to list. And then in the back of this, so basically the sellers are getting ready to list. When we're really in the back of this list is the week of listing. The week, yes. And then, okay, what are all the things we're doing now? So week? on there, it's like all the things that we need to move to the house, like what we need to physically bring and all the marketing pieces that we'll do, the silent talkers, the things that we bring to the house, flyers. Um, so all that is in the back of his sign being ordered, you know, is there going to be a sign? Is there no sign? So all that is in the back and it goes down to even a roll of toilet paper because yeah. we ladies need that at the houses. They're empty. Exactly. So everything that's needed and in a perfect world, Michael, if I could, if I had more space, I would have a tub ready that yeah. says listing and just get that tub and take. Okay. And I had three tubs always ready. I don't have the space to do that. But basically, when the when we're all very close, we flip to the back, and then we start looking at all the things that I used to bring to the property that needs to be there. And there's a list, and I'll share those with you later. Well, um, and I was going to say, so you 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 started uh, doing this. You started in 2018, uh, and so you've been you've been in the business for a while. But let me ask you this: What was your process to build a list? I mean, so like, let's say there's listeners right now going, "Okay, so I want to build a list." I mean. Did you have a, a method to your madness? You say, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to go through a transaction. So I'm going to go through the beginning with the seller, beginning with the buyer. And did you start, did you just start off by just writing stuff down to begin with? So when I started, what I had was I had some things that I took from, you know, my office had a handout of the forms most used right. or that, you know, so I had a, 
I, I like to make binders. So I had some things together and, but they were all scratched with notes and Sharpies. And, and then I started to see it come together. And then when I started working with someone else and she had less experience that I had, we're like, okay, let's make this very clear. Mm-hmm. And it might not be the right way. That's how I want my business done. It doesn't right. mean it's right or wrong. That's the expectations that I have for my business. So I have a list of forms that will always be uploaded when I go live. Right. Right. And you might not have the same forms. Legally, you don't have to have them all up. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But I want them up and I want the wire fraud and all that signed up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I want to sign up as much as I can to... So I, I kind of started with lists and then we bounced back ideas. And I think I the very early on lists weren't as good. They were bare. They weren't quite there. Yeah. But right? you, and, you, uh, test and, you know, tested them. Say, okay, are we missing something and add to it? Then test something and add to it. Exactly. And then with the buyers, I actually now have a box that says, is this a first time home buyer? Okay. My communication is going to be slow down, different, no lingo. It's going to be slightly different. And if that's a first time home buyer, does he have a homeowner's insurance referral or two? Yeah. Because that's one piece that I would like halfway into it, they would call me and said, I've never had, I don't have an insurance person. I have my safe code for whatever my, you know, my Geico for my car. And that was it. Yeah. Because so like, what, exactly. And how can I provide? So we have. I have all the checklists of the stages. And then there's also like, you know, there's a checklist of like all the marketing that happens on the week that the listing goes on. We basically have most of it going to happen. So we went live. So now let's open to this page. We most of the time don't need to open to that page. But the reason why I wanted it all done was if you had a crazy week, you're sleep deprived, you're tired. Yep. Or you had something happen in your personal life, or you didn't sleep well, you come in and you, your brain's not working at the capacity that you want you want it to be, right? Like if I had a, I had one time where I had an offer review date where there were twenty three offers to review. It was the longest day of my life. Yeah. So it was just like, how do I the next day still wake up? My sellers still want to receive congratulations. Here are next steps. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. And those I actually have. Those emails canned, cut and paste into Word document in the computer. So I can kind of highlight and throw in there and tweak the dates. And so I can talk about always the same things. What is a final walkthrough? What is, this is what's going to happen. You templated some of those emails that you have now. Yeah. Just cut and paste. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So the checklist, so where, where do they live? I mean, is it like a physical paper checklist or is it digital checklist? Where- so it's physical paper and yeah. we have it all in a Dropbox. I have it all in my files. I do like physical things. So I have a binder with all of them. Okay. So basically, if, you know, if you don't want to print that day, you can just, you know, open that page and say, what should I be doing right now? Right. Exactly. And it's really like onboarded a buyer everything that I need to deliver. Just sign the contract with the seller, everything that needs to happen. So they live on a binder. To be honest, there's a part of me. So let's say I just decided, the seller just decided, okay, we're going to list our house mid-July. And the first thing I will do is, okay, we have verbally committed. We haven't signed anything, but we're going to that direction. So I will print a checklist. We'll get a folder. We'll get it going. Mm-hmm. And then we get it started. There is an electronic 
you know, folder with all the things that live in the Dropbox. And the reason why I wanted this physical, first of all, I'm a very visual learner and I like to touch things, you know, like kinesthetic. Yeah. And uh, sometimes there's two hands in the pot between Paige and I, both of us would touch it. And then she's not there every day. So I wanted to make sure that the steps are coming. And if she comes in and she's like, what do I do today? It's like, wait a minute, there's steps here right. that are internal. If, if, if something that said, Michael, there's a part of me that wishes, was like someday with enough volume and manpower, I would like all this to be electronic. Yep. I would like all this to be electronic. The steps will be easy to build because I already have the steps. I would like all this to be electronic. And it's just like a project management software. Yes. Right now, I am that project management software. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and towards the end, I'll, I'll let you know, because I, I do have somebody who is doing this now. It's a, it's a tool called Trello. And, yeah. And so they've, they've taken, like similar to you, what you've done with the checklists, and I don't know if they're as extensive as yours, and then they've loaded them in there. So now that they've, they've got them in a digital world. But yeah, absolutely. Because ultimately, that's the goal, right? Is where you say, hey, I open up a computer screen, and there's our client, and are these things all done? And if they're not, who's responsible for it? Yeah. So yeah. eventually I do, I do want that to be electronic. The one thing that I will do is like, I'll have those lists and let's say I'm working with seniors and it's just the all electronic, too many emails, whatever. Maybe it's too overwhelming. I try to hold some steps and try to use the personal touch or what I know about their lives right? Like if I know that they just did the inspection and they found an offset in the sewer line and they're really stressed out, I might hold a step because if it's not time sensitive, right. I will literally, we'll have that conversation. I said, eh, not today. Right. Not a good day. We can, we can do some other stuff and do this next week. So I kind of do a little bit of a dance where I, I kind of control whether or not I want to send that to the client's if it's a good day, or maybe they're overwhelmed. They're dealing with some repairs and they're painting. And then she just told me this morning on the call that she's like, so stressed out. And I cried and my house, you know, I'm like, right. eh. so I just kind of do, we do that dance because that's our job. And I don't want to be at the same time that I like to be organized. I don't want to be a robot. Just yeah, like a machine, just so you're just firing it off, firing it off. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I try to use a little bit of the sensibility just to try to figure out what's a good time or not, but it's basically, so the let's talk about the post close well and i want to say so so here's what i find is a lot of agents say well i've got systems i've got a checklist for buyers i got a checklist for sellers i know i do but then the whole system kind of breaks down as soon as they close because then there's nothing after the fact and if and if we're really working from a mindset of getting referrals the the most important check i mean you want to have great processes and systems because you want to have great client satisfaction and they're really satisfied with you but the stats will tell us that after about three or four months, they completely forget the agent because the agent had no post-close checklist. And uh, and I had requested one and you sent one to me, which kind of prompted this call, this podcast. But I so yeah, walk me through. So we close, kind of walk me through that checklist. So, you know, because I have in the last couple of years, especially really honed in on things that I do being that marketing, it's all kind of marketing, but activities that I do year round. Mm -hmm. So, and it's what part of my SOI gets it. So there is it, that's really set. So for example, I have a, I send a home update through the Winnemere, through the work site. Yep. So that goes out quarterly because I have an electronic newsletter that goes out through MailChimp that goes out monthly. 
So I have a printed version quarterly to touch uh, some other people um, or just try to get in a different way, right? Yep. So there's that. And then I have a holiday card and then I have a couple of pop buys a year. I do a big pop buy in the spring and another one in the fall. So those things are always scheduled and the core list for those are ready. And right. of course we're, we're, we're tweaking, right? So like somebody says- your, your, your flow that you already have structured. Exactly. So then when you close, you're now starting to bring those people into that flow. Exactly. So there's the there's some internal things where my office wants all the, the email communication and, you know, closing the files. Yep. Do we have everything on file? And then do we need to change their, their address? Sometimes we don't change the address. Maybe it's an investment property. They're not going to live there. Right. So I need to make that clear. And that needs to be made clear internally within my office so I can communicate with, you know, like my coworker that, no, this is still the home that they receive address. This is the home that they, they it's an investment. Exactly. Um, so all that gets updated. And then there's a request for, um, for client reviews. And that I now want to, to be honest, I was doing that right after we closed. Right. And I've come to the conclusion that people need a few weeks to just get settled. They're not checking email. They, their internet's not even hooked up yet. Right. So I want that to be a month later, you know? So that's, that's, that's one of the plans. Point. That's, you know, so they they just, they're just, it's just too much. They might get a text from me, a, a, you know, welcome home, a call, a gift, but let them breathe a little bit before they give that review. Um, and then plug into my outlook to make calls you know, like it's six months or whatever it is, their home anniversary gets updated in the, the the CRM. And then they get, I have a CRM, like a client. I don't use Moxie. I use a different software, but it could be done anywhere. Right. I basically just put in there their anniversary. This is the anniversary of getting the home. Well, and you schedule out your calls. So once they close, you have, you have certain times after they've closed where you do, you do follow-up calls, right? So like, yeah. One week out, a month out, three months out, six months out, where you have set calls that are in your in your calendar now for that client. Yes, and I use Outlook for that. Okay, perfect. Because I have a whole Outlook for my office that two of us go in there and plug everything. So I just put it in there, and you know, with some clients, maybe they they work in tech, they're young, they don't really like to talk on the phone. It might be a cute little text with a little gift that just says, "Whoa, congratulations!" It's been six months. Depending right. how much response I get into that interaction, a call might come or something like that. But once they get put into the, I don't like the word past clients because I think clients are clients forever. They're not past, That's a good but the, you know, but they, I do categorize them as past just within the, my it's CRM. Cool. Um, so now they are in the pop by list. They're on the holiday cards they will receive their uh, settlement statement on the first week of January. I'll right. have a letter, happy new year. And, you know, maybe I'll add a calendar. Maybe I won't. Some years I have done a calendar for the foundation that goes on the wall. Less and less people use those. Um, I'll do a letter and I'll just say, you know, you're going to be thinking about taxes soon. Here's a copy of your settlement statement and a little note. So they got that in the be beginning of the year. It's another touch. Yep. And that one gets a very good reaction. It's the least expensive of them all. And people just love it. They're like, oh, this was stressing me out. Yeah. It well, was really. Right. And and they're going to need it. Um, 
and it's a huge, do you ever ask uh, this? I just heard this the other day, but I was just going to ask you, do you ever ask when you have the clients, Hey, do you have a CPA? And would you also like us to get a copy to your CPA on your behalf when we send you a copy of it? No, but that's a great idea. I should have that. Yeah. I had, just the other day on a coaching call, somebody said, I do this. I always ask, do you have a, a, a an accountant that you work with? And when we do your, your, your HUD one, basically, um, would you like us to also send a copy to them as well on your behalf, which is great because it establishes another touch point, right? With, um, with another service provider. Yes, that's fantastic. I do not do that, but I will be doing that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So then basically they go into the system and with requiring, requesting um, client reviews, we have developed, I have developed like different ones. I have a, a letter that has QR codes in them and you can, yep. so like it's a picture, how did we do? And it's just, you know, little logo. It's just a small flyer that I can roll up and add to a card. I have done it electronically. So I try to hit the clients a different way. Some do better, you know, people just react to different things. Right. Um, 80% of the clients are eager to do it. Some never will. It's just not they're just done. They don't like doing that. And sometimes you have to log in to another tool. Yeah. To make You're it like, I forgot my password and it becomes people, you lose them. Yeah. But most of the time it's there. Once they give it to me, I ask permission to share and they give permission to share. I share testimonials every Thursday on my social media. I so that. I think every single Thursday, it's Thursday testimonials. No, actually, it's Tuesday. Oh, gosh. It's Thursdays is stairs. It's Tuesday testimonials. Tuesday's testimonials. Yes. And you share that out on your social media from your clients. I share from my, I ask permission. If they give me the permission, I just go into Canva and I make a little graphic. I have the templates there. Sometimes I make a little video out of it, but most of the time they're similar. They just, yep. you know, change yep. a little bit. And then I put on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook page. Um, and then I think people have seen it enough that I have some clients that just, I have clients closing this week. They're out of the country. They said, here's our testimonial. Feel free to share it. I think they've been reading it. Yeah. They, they, you've been doing that. Yeah. And I had one client said, Hey, you haven't asked me for that, you know, and then he just provided. Have, I was going to ask you, have you ever used, I, I'm trying to think the tool that we have testimonial tree. Have you ever used that? No. And I am on the lookout for a better tool. Yeah, so that's one that um, that uh, we've seen some agents start using, which is great because it's similar to what you said. I mean, you can collect the testimonials that way, but then what they do is they share them out, I think, to your to uh, Google and to Zillow and to any other any other area where you want, but it automates that functionality for you. So um, that's something that um, if you're doing that, as you're making that work, that's something you might look at. Is, I think, yeah, testimonial tree is what it's called. Yeah, I will look that up. I think I have heard that before. So, yeah. So, and then honestly, like, I think, and I'm with the checklist, the post checklist, I think it's something that I don't even need to fill out. Most of my lists have like the name of the client because we're listing their home, the address, their cell phones handy and all that. But with this, it's more something, the post is more something that's like maybe laminated. It's always the same. It's right. just a reminder to go see Ed, put on this mailer, on that mailer and put a note write a thank you note, you know, like just kind of schedule it out for some touches to happen. And then what is not as scheduled, but like sometimes I have, you know, tickets to a Sounders game or have 
tickets to Mariners. I literally just opened my CRM and look at my client list. And, say, and I said, yeah, who am I going to call? Oh, this young couple that just moved here. This is, you know, against Austin and they're from Austin. They might like this. So I, I kind of use that, you know, to do extra touches for them. And sometimes I, if there's a low week, I'll just like, okay, let me see what was the last touch that I did here. What could be more creative and a little bit more personalized than the things they're going automatically. Well, and I think the key to the checklist uh, for me that I look at it, 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 it gives us some standardization to the level of service that we're providing. So, uh, you know, cause one of the challenges I see in our industry is that, um, you know, agents will have, <clears throat> they'll work with a buyer and then they'll work with a buyer again and they'll do it differently. They won't do it the same way and they don't get the same outcome. And they wonder why they didn't get the same outcome. And you get the same outcome when you have systems that you know how to do consistently every single time. And like you said, they're going to fluctuate or change, but you're making that decision, but you're still running from a basic recipe. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think sometimes, especially this last few years of being so busy, a buyer gets excited, goes into a home. There's a bunch of people there. There's an offer review day. We're not quite in that. There's two markets going on right now, right. but for the last couple of years, it was so frantic. And yep. here I am, I need you to review this form 17. I need you to do this. And nobody's paying attention. They're going through. So we talk about this early. We have this checklist. We go over some things. We really, you know, talk about earnest money. What does that mean? How much liquid, not liquid, available? You know, how many days you have to deliver this? All of that gets done ahead of time. I actually create a one sheet that talks about those are all, it's in one page, all the things that I'm going to do for you before we write an offer. Yep. You know, you have to review this and this and this, and I'm going to explain to you before you make your decisions. And then you, this is optional, but you could do this. And then you do this and this and this. So it's all in one page and we have that conversation, but people forget. So when it's time, I actually, I, we also get excited, right? Like we're Maybe you were planning to go out to dinner and you change your plans because you have to, there's a timeline on this. It helps me sit down and just say, have I done this? Have I done this? Have we reviewed yes. this Have before? So that I think it just make, gives me peace of mind that if something does go wrong, and it sometimes it does, we did our due diligence to the best of our ability and everybody feels, nobody feels betrayed, you know? So, well, and, and I think, I mean, as I'm sitting here listening, the thing for, that comes to mind for me is one is in a real estate transaction, there's a tremendous amount of moving parts and decisions that have to be made over the course of the time of that transaction happening. Um, it's also the biggest decision most people are going to make in their lives in terms of something they're buying. And there's never been one that's been the same. Yes. There's never same there's never a client the same so it's amazing me how many agents that actually do wing it like they're just like oh yeah we're just gonna i'm gonna do this and then we wonder why we don't get that repeat business or we don't get that referral and it's because the client didn't feel confident they didn't feel as if they were taken care of and something fell through the cracks and it can be the tiniest of things it can be exactly. the smallest thing that can set that client off to go oh i'm not going to use them again because this happened and so coming back to having a set checklist where you're checking in and you have a system, um, it just allows for more clarity for your client. It allows for more sanity for you, right? Yeah. And also being able to replicate your process and do it the same way every single time, which is what we see really successful companies. That's how they get so successful is because there's a level of confidence that I know when I go there, they have a system and a process that's going to give me the same type of outcome. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it, it just kind of, it gives me confidence, gives them confidence. And I also love that feeling of value. Like sometimes you get something and you're like, this is so expensive. And then when you see the value and how amazing that product is, you're like, this is worth every penny. Right. So I want my clients and it, it, it I can't guarantee all of them will feel that way. But my goal is to, when they get that settlement statement, then they really see the numbers of yeah. what they're paying commissions. And then we get to that point. I want them to just view this was worth every penny. Couldn't yeah. have done it without you. That's the idea. Because yeah. I do feel like prior to coming into this business, I did not understand. Most people don't understand no. what a good real estate agent and how hard people work. They do not understand. And there's this misconception that is it's very easy, you know, like anything in a movie is just a joke, you know? Well, so it's Go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was There's just this perception that we don't work and then yep. we don't work hard. And if we don't have a client, we just sit around. I'm like, oh my gosh, even if we don't have clients, we're working all the time in order to produce more business. So, well, and I think, and I think real estate agents, uh, you know, sometimes set that perception because they don't articulate, they don't set expectations of all the steps and everything that we're going to have to do. You know, I, and I think it's, it's an education. Like you said, if, if I have a client, I need to educate you on all the things that we got to be aware of. Because as soon as you understand the complexity of it, all of a sudden the value in that agent drastically goes up. So I would never go through all those steps without you. I mean, how could I even know how to do all that? Now you've put it in front of me and here's all the things we're going to go through. And by gosh, I do need you because this is a complex transaction that has a lot of moving parts and we're not the only people involved in it. And the value proposition just changes, right? Um, it is also, but you know, on the flip side of that, I enjoy lists and checklists and information and organization as a person. So there's sometimes a question and it's what that one question that we can, I think is actually part of the ninja questions where you was like, what's important? The three things are important to you and a realtor right. when you're doing it. That is a, a game changer for me because I assume, I assumed prior mm -hmm. that everybody wanted what I want. Right. Right. And then sometimes the answers are so different. There are some that say, I called you because I, want, because I want this level of organization. And it might be a complete, people value different things and they learn differently and they perceive things differently. So when I ask that question, I'm like, okay, this is what's important to you. Yep. And I try to focus on still doing my business, and so, but sometimes don't overthink. Still do it organized, still have my checklist. But don't overthink some of the details because that's not what they are looking for. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in that boat. So I'm a, I'm more of a power person. If somebody said, "Hey, I want to go through my 29 point checklist with you," I'd be like, "Really? Do we have to go through the checklist?" I mean, it sounds like you have a checklist, and it sounds like you can tell me that this checklist is going to allow us to have a great transaction. That's what I want to hear. If I hear that and everything goes great, terrific. I don't need to see the 29 checks. Exactly. Right. And, and then and. Yeah. And then I just love like, and this is intuition or being good at relationships or understanding people. It's just trying to, I spend a lot of time and I think we all do. If you work with people trying to understand what's going to be the most effective way to communicate with those clients being whatever that is, maybe they don't do the technology or maybe they, they don't sign remotely. Right. And we are here to do what works for them. You took them as a client Yep. You know, I've had clients where I had to drive. They didn't live very far from my office. I had to drive a counter offer back and forth 
and they literally came to their lobby and signed. This was during the pandemic, and they're yes. in a robe and they're signing, and that would return. Right. And it was that's what was required. And they were grateful. They were lovely. They're great clients. They send me a lot of referrals. But that and they kept apologizing. It's like, don't apologize. This is what you need. And this is not that hard. Yep. I can do this. I can do this. So um, yeah, just trying to figure out where they are and how to meet. And then sometimes I will tell clients who tell me text and call. And and I will tell them, I was like, that's okay. I would do the majority of our, but I still need to circle back and have email records of our transaction and our communications. So some things, when they tell me that they, they don't like to do email, I will send the important email and I'll text them. Yep. And I'll just say, we just did this. This is important that it is there. This is the gist of what's there. Please go review. And I send them that direction. Well, and I love it. And to for our listeners too that are, are hearing this, I think sometimes people say, well, if I have all these checklists and I become too rigid and it just becomes so automated and, and what I'm hearing you say is the checklist keep you on track and then you have the flexibility to gauge your clients and understand their communication styles and whether you're not sharing the whole checklist with them, but it, you're still checking in with them and what works for you, but you're still not missing steps. And I think that's yes. the critical piece is because when we miss steps, that when we, that's when we make mistakes. Yeah, those are internal processes for us. And then into, for me to be fair, I want to make sure that I'm being fair and having the same treatment and the same clarity to the client who's buying a condo at 300000 or a multi-million dollar house. Yes. Everybody gets the same treatment. That's that's what our legal obligation is. So, and some people are more, you know, they, maybe that bigger pr- transaction is more demanding. Maybe yep. the marketing is more complex. It doesn't matter. So I just want to make sure that everybody gets the same. And we are always tweaking and improving that. And someday we'll be electronic, but it really helps me. And sometimes I'll take a picture. I literally will take a picture of a, a list before I leave the office. And I'm like, okay. What do I have to do? You know, when I might do something from home or not. So that helps me. You want to ask. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Well, this is great. Well, let me ask you this. So if somebody want to reach out and say, hey, I'd love to see your checklist or I'd love to talk to you about checklists. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, You can send me an email at Camilla, K-A-M-I-L-A at wintermere.com. Perfect. And and what I'll do is I'll put in the show notes, uh, your contact information as well. And then um, also, too, I just want to say, uh, we, we want to thank you. You've been coaching with us for some time now. You started coaching with us in 2020, coached with Nick. Um, and so, uh, you know, along with as much as you've shared with us, we want to say thank you for being a part of our coaching uh, coaching group. And I love that you brought up communication. I think this this uh, week on the PATH calls, we're covering uh, better communication and personality types. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 being a game changer. Uh, it really changed my business. It really changed my business. I started in the fall of 2020. And uh, I really thought, and I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I budgeted and I said, I'll do this for three to six months. And then because it was expensive at a time, I didn't yeah. have the level of income that I, I it, it be, my business became. And I said, I'll do this for three to six months. I'll figure this out and I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> That was my plan. You know, I'm going to do this thing. It's almost like when you rent something and you don't fully commit. Right. And then the first three months were hard because I had to really be able to dig deep to be able to answer the questions and build a business plan and answer the questions that I didn't know the answers to. I didn't know the stats of my business. I didn't understand what that meant and had to build it all. And it was very stressful. And once I got that figured out and I got the template 
it's been two and a half years and I do not want to change and I do not want to quit. And uh, the value is being tremendous. So, yeah. Well, we love the value you bring. I mean, even when we do our, our yearly thing, the power of you thing in, in uh, Arizona and, and you're there, you always share great stuff. So we appreciate you and just sharing your ideas. Cause I think collectively, you know, uh, the cream of the crop, the really good agents, when they share with each other, it just raises the level of professionalism in our industry. So, Oh, yeah. And he has, you know, you probably know that, but he has created its own community. Yes. Where we support each other. You know, yeah, like this absolutely. week I talked to three other uh, coach buddies and we are like all supporting each other and sharing notes and sharing tips. We'll see something on um, Canva. I recently texted Tyler and Aaron and they're like, within a day, it's in my inbox and I have right. the resources. Yeah. So no, that's huge value too. It's a good value. It's a good value. Well, I, and by the way, we didn't mention at the beginning, but you, you're, you actually operate in uh, the Seattle market, and specifically in West Seattle. For our listeners, kind of tell them where that is, because not everybody's from. Yes, I am in the West Seattle office. Um, it's and it's technically still Seattle, but it's one of those neighborhoods that you need a bridge to get to. <laughs> what tends to happen is fifty percent of my business happens in West Seattle because I live here. My kids went through school here. I'm quite connected in community. But then the other 50 is just all over. You know, I have listings now in Capitol Hill and the east side. My next listings went in West Bellevue. So it's it's all over. 50% tends to be here. But I get out of the rock almost every day. I drive out of here and I get around and uh, go to other offices. So, yeah, I'm in the West Seattle, Winnemere West Metro office. Okay. And by the way, did they fix the hole in the in the bridge? Oh, they, I think they did. That was so bad. Oh my gosh. They were, I was saying to this later, there were things going on the internet and there was like Leo from Titanic and Rose floating. There were so many memes going around. That was so bad. I couldn't yeah. believe that was happening. So yeah, I know. I saw that on the news. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a big hole. But I think, I think it's all fixed because uh, we have uh, one, one of the individuals that comes here at our services office. He lives in West Seattle. So he's always, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. About, he's always talking about the drive. So, well, hey, Camille, I want to thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you. The time. And for our listeners out there, uh, thank you for listening. If you found this stuff helpful, please uh, let us know. Please feel free to share it. Uh, if you want to reach out to Camila, you can do that at Camila at Windermere.com. I'll put that in the show notes. And we always end these like we always do by saying, be awesome, help somebody. And if coaching is right for you, you heard Camila talk about her getting coaching. We offer coaching through WindermereCoaching.com. We'd always love to bring new clients on. And by the way, if you come on to our coaching, uh, you can join the group that Camila's talking about where they share and uh, help each other. So again, Camila, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. It was a pleasure. Right. Thank you. Bye. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying... Be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.